Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching, and welcome to a to-be-read refresh reading update. We love recording these episodes and we know you all love listening to them because you tell us. Right, Amanda? They do. The people have spoken and they said, keep talking about books. Keep talking about books, you English teacher nerds. And so we said, challenge accepted. We shall. We're ready. And it was a really difficult decision. (laughs) How was that for a not joke? I love a good not joke. When did we, was it the end of 2022? Was it the end of the year that we gave our like, yes, we gave like our year in review for 2022, what we read and what we want to read in 2023. And so now we're just kind of like, where are we at? What have we read? How do we feel about it? And yeah, where are we going next? Well, and what we kind of accidentally did during those kind of when we were looking at our book lists was talk very authentically about our reading life as English teachers, moms, people, and kind of admitting where we stand, I think, because it's it's an interesting thing to observe readers from afar. There are so many different reading personalities, and I think that's kind of fun to talk about, too. It really is. And like, I mean, I'm the first to be like, oh, I am a total read late into the night. I'm sure I've talked about this many, many times on the podcast. I talk about it all the time. But like, I too get out of the habit of it. Like lately in the past couple of weeks, I have been reading, but I've been falling asleep with a book on me, which never happens to me. I normally have to tell myself, okay, set an alarm. You have to go to bed when the alarm goes off and stop reading. But I've been so stinking tired that I've just been falling asleep. So like even within the different types of readers we are, our habits kind of ebb and flow just depending on like where we're at. And that's something that we don't, I don't know. It seems like a silly thing to be like, let's shed light on the type of readers we are, but it's like totally true. Well, and I like, we don't about talk it, about it. Yeah, we, we don't. And I admitted in the last couple of episodes, I was like, it's been weird for me. Like, I've always been the English teacher that loves to read, but I read very few books and relatively slowly. I don't push through a two star read just to push through it. Like, I just don't. Uh, yeah, I don't no. think I even pick it up unless someone is really begging me to read it. I've been really selective. But But this episode is all about how I have actually followed through on some of the things that I talked about in that episode, at least for me, and like what things have actually looked like in January and February. And so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm very excited to hear about like looking at your list because like full disclosure, everybody, we have to list all of them for ourselves on a Google Doc. Otherwise, we go on so many tangents that like the episode will not have any meaning. And I cannot wait to hear about some of the ones that I knew she was going to be reading and some of the ones that like, like you've got a couple on here that I have just randomly in my bookshelf that I keep going, oh yeah, I have that. And I want to know what you think about them. So I'm excited to hear about it. And my reading took a total, total 
like 90 degree turn from where I thought I was going to go. All I have done is reread things. All I'm going to be doing is reread things and I'll explain it in just a moment. Yes. All right. You know what, friends? It's time. Let's cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, as we start diving into our just been read, to be read, lists, updates, refresh, etc., we want to remind you that all of the books we are talking about here can be found if you want to link to it. We highly encourage you to shop at a local bookstore on bookshop.org. Even we've got our own lists set up on bookshop.org. That stuff is all linked in our show notes. We just want to support small business. It's not that we are saying stop shopping Amazon because like we get the benefits and the pitfalls to the big corporation. But if we can support a small bookstore and like independent publishers and that kind of thing, why don't we? Right? Right. So that was our quick little disclaimers. Check out our lists on bookshop.org. Yep. Those are going to be right in the show notes. So every episode, I know you're all in the good habit of just going to the show notes, but head there and you can shop each of our lists directly right on there. Yep, absolutely. Okay, Amanda, I feel like I am more excited to hear about yours <laughs> than mine. Okay, but so, I'm also excited to hear about yours because you've got some of my favorite all time. I know, right? I know. <laughs> on that list. Okay, so we'll so. take turns. Okay, let's start. Let's do like a, a an Amanda Marie Amanda. Like you'll be the bread and I'll be the meat of the sandwich. Does that sound good? Wow, I'm really honored that I got to be the bread. You get to be the bread. Uh, the carbs are the best part of a sandwich. <laughs> Carbs and the condiments. So like you're really carrying the show here. Okay. I mean, I have two really, really important life updates that are reflected in these lists. 100%. Okay? In this list, my list. So yes. I mean, same, but like let me, differently. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. So here are the two big life updates from me that I will reveal through this list. So number one, I got a library card. I, you guys, listen. The library, let me come back. Listen, audience members, if you are new to this show or if you missed the episode in the fall where we were talking about how Amanda is a rebel. She is a rebel without a cause when it comes to free books to borrow from the library. This woman cannot be trusted with a library book, but it sounds as if she has changed her ways. More on that. More on that in the six o'clock hour. Back to yeah. you, Amanda. Back to me. Um, so, okay, a couple things. One, I uh, I kind of re-listened <laughs> to that episode and I thought, that's pathetic, Amanda. Get your, <laughs> act, get your act together. And I went to the library with my tail between my legs and profusely apologized, blamed everything on COVID, and <laughs> begged for forgiveness. I paid my fines and... They gave me a fresh new card. Now, oh my the, gosh. Real reason, the real reason I did this is because we are kind of stepping up our game with my kids' reading situation. They have kind of started to really lean, you know, now they're five and four, and their appetite for books is hungrier for new things and less about like 
revisiting the classics that we always have in our house. And as much as I love buying picture books, it's also like the genre that I'm the least familiar with. So I feel like it's to spend $17 on a picture book is fine, but I want to make sure it's the ones that like we absolutely love right. now that we're heading into. They're expensive. Yeah. They're expensive. And like I said, no problem. Like right, right. worth it, but not on one that like we haven't actually sat and read and talked about because some of them look so cute on the cover. And then you get into the story, you're like, meh, meh. So I'm like, okay, I need to do the library card if, if at the very least it's for my children. Sure. <laughs> and I want to spend more time at the library Such because- Such a good giving mother you are. <laughs> uh, it's also a little selfish. I mean, a lot. I mean, so we have this new preschool schedule where Hugo and I have an hour in between daycare and preschool and the library is like literally like in between daycare and preschool. And I drove by it every day thinking- you can't go in there, Amanda. You can't go in there. And then I was they like, have, "They have your picture behind the counter. They'll right, know." Right. And yeah. Then we're, like, we're doing other things, you know. We're like going to Starbucks, or we're going over. And I'm like, "Well, we also can't do that because that's going to be more than the fines that I owe." So anyway, very long story short, I, I sucked it up. And the best part has has been the picture books. It's been finally being able to use Libby. Um, without my Dayton, Ohio, Ohio library card number. And um, the, one, the one actual physical book that I checked out for myself, I have had a hard time reading. Like I'm annoyed by it sitting there asking to go back where it came from. So I think I'm going to not check out books for myself. I'm just not going to do it because it's still here. I haven't returned it. I don't know when it's, re- I don't know, even know when it's due. This is right. So right. I have not actually made progress, like little progress, but not enough. So there's that. Okay. I'm proud of you though. I'm proud of you. Good job. Life update number two. That's probably more exciting is that I did join my book club and I did go to book club. I've been to book club twice. I have made adult friends and I feel like that is already like 2023 new year's resolution goals, like done. Like I'm so proud of myself and I really have thoroughly enjoyed books and beer at the same time. Good. And socializing with other adult women who live nearby me. And right. I had some play dates and some mom dates already since starting, even though disappointingly. So two of the books on my list are both from book club and we're both womp womp disappointments. So we're going to talk more about that in a moment, but I want to, before we really dig into books, I want to acknowledge for all of us here, you, me, everybody, that shows that we watched growing up, like Friends, like maybe even when we were a little older, How I Met Your Mother, that show adult friendships as these like easy, breezy, they just happen naturally, they just occur at the coffee shop that you go to in, you know, Central Perk. That is not adult life, right? I mean, maybe it is for some of you listening, but that is not for a large amount of the population. The friendships that occur in childhood are most often because of place and time, right? Like it's where you live. It's where you go to school. It's what you do for a sport or an extracurricular. And then you form bonds that does not necessarily carry through in adulthood. And so like it takes a lot more maintenance and it's it's hard to form new friendships when you don't have 
So like for Amanda specifically, she doesn't have a school she's going to every day. So like you have friends from your old school, sure, but you don't see them every day and adult life gets in the way <laughs> of like a lot of those like happenstance seeing someone every day. Anyways, I just want everyone to know that like what you're doing is a really big deal, even though Thank it you. might sound so simple and small. That's a big deal. And so I'm hoping that our listeners who might be feeling the same way are like, you know what? If Amanda can do it, I can do it. Or start one. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's definitely been more about the gathering than about the books. I mean, we totally like-minded book nerds, but it's so crazy. Like even in our book club, the interests we have are so vastly different. Like, so let me give my two examples of what we've read so far in book club. And then I think we can transition into some of Marie's story. So we read first, uh, the monsters of Templeton, and it was like a three star read for me, I would say. I don't, I don't want to hate on it too much. I feel like it was like the pacing of it for me was a little slow. The characters were interesting. It was definitely more literary than I expected. Okay. And I, there were definitely like passages that I thought would make for beautiful mentor texts, but I feel just feel like the, the cohesion, the cohesiveness of it just, it just kind of fell apart for me. I wasn't, I wasn't really captivated by the story. There's a lot of, ancestral like looking into the past and like how are we connected to all these people got a little uh ancestry.com for me i was just gonna say a little rote yeah (laughs) Uh Uh, so like there was intrigue and there were certain sections like there was a section of letter writing like she discovered like a stack of letters and i was like zoom 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 like zooming through those letters they were really cool so it was not something that i would necessarily skip altogether but I wouldn't put it at the top of your TBR, mm-hmm. but like our, our chat was so funny. Cause like the, the room was totally divided. Most people were like, eh. And some people were like, yeah. And some people were like, burn it. You know, it was really funny. And, <laughs> um, and then we read the lost ticket, which is definitely something I would consider in like the romance chick lit arena, which is, I don't know, kind of my worst nightmare. I don't I'm know why bad. I can't. I don't know why my, I can't just have fun, Marie. I can't just have my fun. Eyebrows, my eyebrows just shot to the ceiling because I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I just couldn't. And I felt I could feel it when I was reading this book. I was uh-huh. like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, seriously. Like, I feel like I'm watching a B-list Netflix movie. and Yeah. Like, I couldn't enjoy myself, which says right. a lot more about me than it says that it does about the book. book. <laughs> But it was cute and romantic and it had a happy ending. And I was the only one at book club that was like, yeah, I kind of wish the yeah. old guy would have just died. It would have been more realistic. You know? And then the Grinch's heart <laughs> grew three sizes that day. Yeah. Wow. Moral of the story is if you would like a, a sweet, fast read that breaks up the English teacher drama. That's probably yeah. a great one. It I'm was here for it. Yes. And endearing. It was endearing, but I was like, I skimmed. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's kind of like, and I was like, eh. but a light read. That's like what they're there for, man. I, and I was like, why bother? If it's light, it's not worth it. And I'm like, I know you and I are so different. This is also why we can't be in a book club together because I would be like here, read this fantasy novel with some pretty adult scenes in it. And you'd be like, why? And I'd be like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand you. I tried. I tried. I, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. I know. That's okay. I just it's don't okay. know why I can't have fun. I need to have it's fun. It's okay. Book okay, keep going. Your reading life. No, you go. Oh. You go. Okay. 
So I had all of these dreams of grandeur of getting into some different memoirs, some different, I was going to look at um, Mr. Fox, like, right? Like all of these. And then then my teaching assignment changed. And I was like, oh, (laughs) no, I have to reread everything I teach with sophomores because it has been since the fall of 2020 that I taught sophomores when I was fully virtual. And I mean, yes, I know these books really well, but like, you know, enough, enough information goes in that you got to like refresh the old part of the Rolodex there. So I reread Fahrenheit. I am rereading. Um, I know I just like literally yesterday or two days ago finished a unit using Fahrenheit with my sophomores. We are going on a week long break and then when we get back from the break, we're going into lit circles, into a choice novel unit, a dystopia choice novel unit. I mean, it's like all the things that you and I love to talk about. Um, but before I reread all of those, I'm also knee deep in writing a unit on perspective that uses Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe that is in the last year adopted uh, by my district as a as like a book on our list. And so I'm with my co-teacher. And friend, she and I are well, actually there are a few of us now. We've got a little bandwagon situation. It's gonna be great writing Ooh. this unit all about perspective and like basically defining and owning one's own perspective before taking in the perspectives of others is really what the unit's about. And we're very excited about it. But as we're talking and like my co-teacher had read it more recently than me, because I think I read it in like 2019, I was like, I'm going to need to reread this. So like I am in the process right now of rereading that. And then when I'm done with that, like literally at time of recording tonight, I'm going to get back into skimming through, but just to refresh so that I can have authentic conversations with my students. I'm going to read the following Novels, Unwind, Red Queen, The House of the Scorpion, Uglies, The Gracier, The Maze Runner. Have read them all. Oh, and The Hunger Games. That was the one I was missing. Yes. The Hunger Games. Yeah, added to the list. There you go. Yes, because those are their choices. It's pretty big. And just a couple of weeks ago, you all heard me talking with Jenna Copper about choice novel units. Those of you who are part of Happy Hour, I hope you didn't miss when I was going through my choice unit framework on our, I think it was our seventh episode of Happy Hour. Uh, There's a whole rundown of all of that. That is very much what I'm going to be doing with this list of books. This is my finite list, but it is the largest list that I have because I've done this unit a few times. It's just been a few years since I taught sophomores. So I'm letting myself feel a little bit more comfortable with it again by doing, I'm not going to read, I'm not going to like there, I will skip whole chapters if I'm being totally transparent about my reading habits here. I will skip whole chapters if they're the ones that I remember really well. And I'll be like, oh, right. That a lot of it is for sequence of events, like refreshing in my mind, sequence of events. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I'm also excited about it. It's it's like a, it's like a big old comfort blanket, like rereading these novels. Rereading is nice. Yeah, when it's something that you really love, like Aristotle and Dante is such a comfort food right now for me because it's just, I loved it. And now I'm remembering why I loved it so much. Yes. And I started that last summer and didn't finish it because I, well, not on, not because of Aristotle's fault. I had started too many in the summer. Like I got a too, I got too ambitious. Yeah. And I had, I went another direction and I need to go back to it because I was loving it when I was in the very beginning. 
Right. And like, and, and it's one where the two main characters are male and they're, I mean, they're high school kids. And like, my son is only nine and a half, but even still just being the mom of a boy, there, there is something about it that so speaks to me and seeing Mm -hmm. him have big kid feelings that are nowhere near what these characters in their like full-blown adolescence are going through. But there's just something because like, I've never been a teenage boy. So like, why do I connect so wholly with this novel? I just, I connect with seeing my students who have been Aristotle and Dante. And I connect with just that. There's just so much about it. That's so beautiful. And it's like poetically written. And I can't say enough about that book. (laughs) It has, a, it has it's a series now, right? There are there. It a couple is, yeah. And I have been told by my friends who have read the second one that I need to be in a less stressed out place of life before I read the second one because I'm going wow. to be just yeah. gutted by how how like emotional it is. So I have not read the second one yet. Oh my word! I know. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's where I'm out. I'm. I mean, I'm like. It's kind of funny to be like my whole ambition of like all these things I was going to read. I've definitely been baking. I've been making food with the new uh, cookbooks that I was talking about. Absolutely. But like when it comes down to novels and like my kids have been reading some new stuff, but like, because I think that's what I was talking about in my TBR was like some stuff to read with my own children as well. They've been fickle and they've like moved on to new things too. So we'll like come back to them and that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Well, there's something very like, I don't know how to say this. When you're in your position of going back into a course that you haven't taught in a while, there is this really nice like proximity you have when you're reading along with the kids. And like, it's special when you're going back to it, because when you're doing it for the first time, legitimately, there's a lot of panic involved because you're also lesson planning. You're also doing everything for the first time. You're just jumping into the void. <laughs> like Every day, right. it's like, just another jump into the void. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, it's like a comfort blanket, right? Going back into these books is about like remembering why they were on that list in the first place. It sets you up to be more intimate and like your ability to have a conversation with kids about that. Like not that I get lazy when I teach something for the umpteenth time, but I'm not in it word for word like the kids are or the way that I was when I first started. So there's something really nice about rereading and and being in the place that you're in. It is helping with my presentness. Exactly. Like exactly what you were just saying. It's I'm not having to go, wait a minute. When did Montag say that? Wait, was that before or after he meets Faber? Right? Like, I'm not like sneaking spark notes at my desk to be like, wait, when did that one happen? Because I'm the worst at remembering sequence of events. Like I, that's why, that's why the way that you and I formatively assess works so well, because then I'm not a big fat liar. Like I don't remember, I couldn't give myself a a, a multiple choice quiz on the reading. So why would I do that to students? And yes, it's in my I'm 39. I am 20 years plus older than these kids. And that is like a new, I'm finding different new ways to connect with them because we are not connecting in the way that I used to connect with my students. And so being able to have these authentic conversations is becoming a new, a revamped way to connect with them. Right. So I I have to refresh because if I lean back and like try to uh, lean on my own memory, that's just a recipe for disaster. (laughs) 
Oh, well, I've got a few more books to go through. Yes. We yes. still are we up for that? Are we ready to go? I want to hear about your books. Yes. I've got a few more. Um, okay, so January was as as the kids would say, a full send month for me in reading. I got very <laughs> hyped up on the new year. Like I'm going to read more books, you know, and I did, I got very hungry to read in January. So I was, I was like, yeah, voraciously consuming books in January, uh, less so in February, but on the list would be waypoints, uh, by Sam Hewen. So I talked about clan lands mm-hmm. in that episode one thirty one one thirty, whatever that one what was. The uh-huh. one? the ones that we had read. I love reading about Scotland. I love Outlander. And so why not read Sam Hewen title characters memoir of his journey on a hike through Scotland. What's really cool about this memoir, and I'm going to do some work on it. Maybe I'll add it to our teaching memoir and biography workshop. Ooh, that would be cool. But his, what I really like about memoir, and I've talked about this before is there are so many ways to look at structure differently than we look at it in fiction. And so the way Sam, Sam, cause we're, you know, we're yeah, cool like Sammy, that. Sammy boy. Yeah. Got it. Um, the way he set up the memoir is the journey of his trip is one line and then broken up on that journey are flashbacks of his life. So like the memoir is kind of catching up with him as he's walking this hundred mile hike in Scotland. And you're kind of getting all these like little pieces of his life. And he's having these, you know, life thoughts as he's alone on a journey by himself. Like it was very cool. um, The back and forth. It wasn't too much. And I thought, man, this would be something very cool for students to end. Yeah. Right. Couldn't it be such a cool setup for kids. I don't know how much they care about Sam Hewen and Outlander, but that doesn't really matter from a structural perspective. It's great. He also writes with humor in a way that's very, very hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so there were a lot of things that were going off in my head. Like I didn't read this to be like something I was thinking about for school, but here it goes. that's where the, some of the best ones come from. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an amazing study in author's craft. I, yes. And I loved it. And I loved that he he talked about just like, you know, being from a rural town and then wanting to become an actor, but like also wanting to like fulfill the what he was supposed to do story and then kind of kept getting pulled in another direction. So I loved that. Uh, it was wonderful. And on, in a similar vein, I also read We Were Dreamers by Simu Lu. Oh my gosh. So if you've ever seen Kim's Convenience, he's one of the actors. The show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Actor. He was also he's also one of the brand new Marvel superheroes. Yes. Um, he's got another like romantic comedy movie coming out on Netflix soon. And I bought this because I was getting ready to work on my essential question pack for the American Dream and wanted to have a couple more like really fresh titles to talk about. Um, there's a lot of classic titles for the American Dream, but I was like, I want to know about this dream. Yeah. I, knew, I knew that his story was Canadian and American. So I couldn't stop list. I listened to this one as same with waypoints. Cause I love hearing the author actually yeah. telling his story and I loved it. It was so good. Maria, you could teach this book. I mean, you would, Oh my God, it was amazing. I loved him too. Like he did 
like the whole like, first seven chapters were the result of his interviews with his parents. So like he has a whole childhood of his parents growing up in China, um, their experience, like how they came to the U S what they went through in their immigration story. And then his story doesn't even start until like chapter eight. And it goes, Oh my gosh, it was very, very well told again, lots of humor. I don't know. Maybe it's like this, the male actors in this genre are all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somehow like Simu Liu was like actually like also a genius. Like he's super smart. And I mean, he plays goofy hot guy characters in a lot of the movies. So I was kind of shocked to hear that he had such academic prowess and same thing. Like he wanted to follow the, what he was supposed to do as a Chinese immigrant child, you know, child of Chinese immigrants. And he also was an immigrant himself. He was raised by his grandparents until he was four. And then his parents brought him over um, once they were able to do that. So anyway, I love those kinds of stories and I was not at all disappointed by we were dreamers. That's so cool. Good. Yeah. Okay. What? Are, okay. You have on here on your list the Paris apartment. Yeah. Have you read it? I'm in it right now. And it's sitting on my shelf. I got it from my um, book of the month, like, but literally like a year ago, I got it, and it's just been sitting there. I feel like it's gonna end up being a a three or four star read for me. So, out of five. Out of five. Okay. Out of, <laughs> Out of five. Like, out of how many? <laughs> Book sales are only out of five, Marie. Okay, sorry. It's, okay, so really liking multiple narrators, always. Okay. Like, that's okay. always, I'm a huge fan. Loving that. And loving the mystery, the suspense. Okay. Uh, there's lots of it. It's a, it's like a murder mystery. No, that, I, actually, I don't even know that yet, if it's a murder or not. But there's someone's gone missing. We don't know okay. what's going to happen to this person. And um, it's kind of, it reminds me of Only bur- only Murders in the Building. Because, like, it's kind of, like, all the little profiles of everybody who lives in this apartment building and how they may or may not have known something but involved um, in the disappearance of this person. I like that it's set in Paris. I love being physically transported somewhere other than here. Um, I'm not sure... The, the pace is kind of killing me. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's taking a little bit too long to get to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of the phrases. I think I talked about this when we talked about Verity, where it feels kind of forced that we just have to hear this one more detail or we had to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't do it. So, I mean, there's just little nitpicky things for me right now. But I'm, I'm generally, yeah, it's very, it's good. It's really good. Okay. Like, but, is it going to, okay, is it going to scare me? No. Okay. No, you're. I mean, you're probably not going to want to go like to Paris by yourself in a metro for a while. Oh, oh, if that's all. <laughs> but only if you're involved in some kind. Of, like, there's something else going on behind the scenes. Like, you're not just going to get attacked. So it's as long as random. no one knows about my mafia connections or something. Right. As long as you're yeah. not already in trouble with the police, you should be okay. okay. <laughs> Specifically, um, the Parisian police. Uh, correct or oh, okay. or the or in the UK she the, yeah oh. as long as you're clear you're good but I, I have to say though, <laughs> I think I don't think it's really very fair to the Paris apartment because I just finished the silent patient I finished that first okay or right right before Paris apartment and silent patient is has been around for a while I never heard about it um, until someone a book club recommended it and I read that in like 24 hours I okay. it's a, it's a psychological thriller I could not stop listening. I was actively ignoring my family and I had it in my earbuds (laughs) and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not listening to them. Um, And that one was 
way more the pace and energy of what you were looking for. Yeah. So I don't think it's really fair that they were back to back. I feel like if I read Paris apartments more with more space, it would have been a little bit more, but definitely read it. No, it's good. It's good. Okay. Okay. I Um, honestly, honestly, and this is going to be so telling about me. I have picked it up many times. I've brought it with me on like weekend trips and not read it because I've been like, I'm going to be too scared. (laughs) Yeah, no, because no, it no, says no. it's a thriller. No, no, I don't think so. It, no, it's more, I would consider it more mystery than thriller. I can't hang, man. I can't. No, it's a lot of characters. It's a lot of characters, which is, again, I, I like that. So I think yeah. that, that mixes things up okay. enough. There is one scene where she wakes up at night and she hears someone in her apartment that kind of had me tingling. I think okay. just like the thought of that, but it was a scene. Okay, to read at noon. Correct. Okay. My only other updates are I finished Furia, which was incredible. It's a YA yeah. book, completely separate from the rest of this list um, about a little, <laughs> a little girl, a young woman growing up in Argentina. This book was like basically written about not my life, but like everything that I like. I love soccer. I used to live in Argentina and I know a lot about this culture and it was really sweet, like a little young romance, but also like a feminist, like battle cry for, for women. I mean, it was really, really good YA. I would put that in kid hands immediately. Okay. It was amazing. It was really, really strong. Um, it's, it's also even girls and boys. It was soccer heavy. I mean, if, if you have okay. kids who like soccer, football, uh, it was great. Football? It was absolutely delightful. Uh, and then I had a couple updates to my TBR recommendations. So I want to pass along some of the wrecks that came from book club and just other chit chatter around the internets. I don't okay. know. If you have any, do you have any TBR updates or are you just going to like, you didn't do anything on your TBR. So you're just going to. Yeah. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine rests. The, my, I rest my case on TBR because I'm, okay. I'm just doing a full pause. Yeah. I'm going to reread. And that, I'd like Amanda and I were talking listeners before we started recording. I was like, in my head, I was about to be like, these are all the things I'm about to read. But that would have been a lie because I am just rereading. And let's be honest, that's where it's at. That's just how it happened. And I'm actually fully enjoying it. Like, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. I love it. But I am so intrigued by your little TBR list here. So the two book club wrecks that came and I'm passing along were two of them. Uh, Oh no. One of them is a book club wreck. Uh, The Southern book clubs guide to slaying vampires. That sounds right up my alley. It looks like it's going to be kind of like, but like a kind of a parody slash mystery. I don't know. It looks like a a little bit of everything. And book club girl said, yes. Like after I, after I revealed that I wanted everything to be depressing and terrible. And right. I don't like light fun books. They said this is, this was a really good one. So it's called the Southern book clubs guide to slaying vampires. Okay. But I don't know anything else about it. Second one is Ruta Sepetti's. I needed to add more of her to my list. So I put yep. on, I must betray you. I was coaching a woman, a teacher. And I said, we were working on a unit and she's looking for a book for it. And I was like, you know what? I just read the description for this and I think it'd be perfect fit. So I am going to read that so that I can coach her on it in a couple of weeks. So I must betray you as another Rudis Petty's. It's a mystery all based around like this, not spoken word, but like the written word. It looks incredible. I mean, I, I don't need to say anything else. Cause it's, it's, it's our girl. Ruta. Yeah. I had 
a number of students read uh, Salt to the Sea of my senior class. And then I was like, hey, by the way. There's more. Yeah, I've, yeah. First of all, she's amazing. Be like they were. They were so excited that they. Yeah, they were ignoring me during class so that they yeah. could keep reading. And I was Perfect. like, "This is the best kind of problem." Yes, I need. I definitely needed to add one more, and I thought that this was a this was a good one to add. So that's on there, and then. Um, one more that came to me, uh, through an Instagram recommendation, I'm working on another unit coming up, a novels in verse lit circle book club unit. This is right. This is something that's been, I've been playing with for a long time. Yeah. You've been talking about that for a long time. You've gotten me thinking about that for a long time. Okay. I feel like I don't have enough books for the list. So I right. wanted to put more, one more on it. This one's another one that just came out recently. I think uh, we are all so good at smiling. It's short. Well, I'm looking at on my phone right now. I have the audio ready to go. Law, like It's going to come very, very soon. Amber McBride is the author. And yeah, the audio book's only four hours. But I mean, it's probably because it's a novel in verse, I'm guessing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They go really quickly. Sense. Um, it says that the it's they both die at the end meets the bell jar in this haunting, beautiful young adult novel and verse about clinical depression and healing from trauma. So hey, okay. yeah, it came out January tenth this year. Okay, okay, I was gonna say I think it's like brand new. Okay. So that one's in my Libby, and then the last one is another memoir that Oprah keeps talking about. And it's Viola Davis's memoir, Violetta. Yes, 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 yes. It keeps coming up. And I do love Viola Davis. Oh, my word. I love mm-hmm. her work. And I don't think I, like, it really registered that that was her memoir. And, like, that was, it was, like, the hype is real. So that's, I'm throwing that one on the TBR as well. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear what you think of this novel in verse, first of all, because <laughs> I am uh, scoping it out right now on... Yeah. Amazon and it looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's nice to have the novel in verse is I take a lot of recommendations, but I haven't read a ton of them. I feel like they were not really interested. My kids weren't really interested in them for a while. And then I kind of fell out of it and I'm like, but poetry is my favorite thing. So what am I doing? I was just going to say, that's like right up your alley. So I, I feel know. like, I yeah, I want to make, I want to have a really good master list of recommendations. I know. Yes. I know you do. Yeah. Because like, you'll find a few, right. And then it's like, and it's all long way down and clap when you land. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, which is, I mean, they're still amazing in their own right, but you want to make sure you've got more varied selections for the varied interests that we have. If you're going to give kids choice, give them a bunch of choice, right? Like it's, if you're going to do it, do it right. So. Yes. I definitely feel stale in like the, my same favorite, like six or seven. And so I'm busting out of that. Yay. Well, I'm excited. We will we will have to do another update in the near future, like early summer, late spring, something like that. And we would love to to hear from you. We have a feature on our website. Not a lot of people use it, but if you go to our website, you can leave us a voicemail at any time. It's literally linked there. If you have a book rec or a book experience you want to share with us, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the podcast. Like we should start doing that. We should start doing brave new teaching book recs. From yes. our listeners. Okay, friends, you heard it here first. Start leaving us some voicemail so that we can spread the joy of reading. Yeah, we can sprinkle them at the end of episodes throughout you know, great. the season. Okay. We would love to hear, especially if you can talk about like, I don't know, 
if you like the way that we're philosophically approaching these lists, where the, whether they're like, you know, helping us grow as people or they're helping our classroom libraries become more dynamic, like what the book helped you do yeah. is academic or personal, doesn't matter. Like, I don't care, but I think that'd be really cool to hear. Like, that sounds awesome. All right. Yeah. New initiative. Here it goes. Friends, as you are gathering your lists again, make sure that you check out our list of books through the show notes linked in this episode. Head to bookshop.org and support independent bookstores in your area or nationally. And yeah, we can't wait to hear how you like some of these books or even the things that you are reading on your own. Thank you for joining us. Right? Right. We will see you next time. And if you are a member of Happy Hour, we will see you even sooner. Yes. Thank you for joining us. All right, everybody. Have a great week at school. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.